You are listening to Let's Talk Trio on podcasts. Keep up with the latest episodes by downloading the Podbean app or stream episodes via our social media accounts. Search for Let's Talk Trio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This episode is sponsored by Student Access. Student Access, the leader in Trio software. Student Access is an online database solution that allows TRIO programs to track their students' information, connect with students by text messages, streamline the APR, and work from anywhere, all online, with automatic updates for changes from the Department of Education. Their technical support team includes former TRIO staff and has over 50 years of combined experience working with TRIO. Make it easier to focus on your priority, the students. For more information and to request a free demo, visit their website at www.studentaccess.com or call them toll-free at 1-800-801-1232. That website again is www.studentaccess.com or 1-800-801-1232. Be sure to share your favorite episodes on your social media by tapping that share button. This is a great way to support the podcast. Now here's your host, Juan Rivas. Thank you, Emilia, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, listener, and welcome to a special edition of Let's Talk Trio, where I participated in the Aspire Wyoming Colorado Conference 2023. I was invited to record stories from various trio folks all over the state of Colorado and Wyoming. I got some great stories, uh, some special guests, uh, everyone just kind of sharing their thoughts about TRIO programs, some of them sharing their journeys in TRIO, uh, and uh, a variety of just uh, a great uh, range of voices and just uh, truly wonderful folks who really care about student success. So coming up in just a bit, you'll hear the sounds of the Aspire Wyoming Colorado Conference 2023. I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Angelica Villalpando, Rosario Riley, Jaded Electronics, Ryan Barone, Felicia Rivera, and Student Access. Thank you all so much for your continued support of this podcast. A special shout out to the Colorado Chapter of Aspire Board, Rafael Orozco, who is the current Colorado president, Stephanie Cuevas, president-elect, Dariana Roival, who is the past president, Susana Rubalcaba, the secretary, Heather Cornell, the treasurer, Miranda Ochoa, support staff officer, Jocelyn Loera Munoz, representative at large, John Wooten, representative at large, Tracy Nev, representative at large, Gerardo Millan Jr., representative at large. Thank you, Colorado Aspire board members, for having the Let's Talk Trio podcast at the conference. We appreciate you, and thank you again for giving us the space to be there. Again, you're going to hear from a variety of folks uh, from the Colorado-Wyoming conference, and they're going to be sharing their stories. Some of them are going to be sharing some insight about the conference. So it's going to be a little bit of a mix of everything. So uh, just sit back, relax, and enjoy this awesome episode. Hi, everyone. So we are here with... Caitlin Luna. And you're with... Community College. Awesome. Caitlin, so so far we are day two of the conference at Aspire. Uh, what's your thoughts, kind of processes? What are you thinking so far? Yeah. 
Um, I think it's been really great to connect with other trio professionals and to remember how broad the field is. You know, talent search, upward bound, so going from middle school all the way up through grad school. Mm -hmm. um, I come from the Student Support Services program at Front Range Community College. Um, and I think just connecting with people doing the work and not feeling as alone or isolated. The keynote yeah. just talked about that, being yeah. siloed. Yeah. And when we're together, it's reinvigorating. It's re-energizing. I agree. I think trio programs, we tend to think in siloed terms because we're working with our populations. But being in a conference like this, it seems like we're connecting and figuring out who can, who can we uh, network with to do a warm handoff for students, right? Yes, and there's so much knowledge in the oh, space. Right. Yeah. And sharing it, being able to share it, is really powerful, because people are doing things that I want to go back and bring to my program, and I've been able to share things that people will bring back to their program, too. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there, there's still a full day ahead of us. Uh, there's more workshops ahead. Are you looking forward to any of those workshops that you're attending, or? highlighted in, in your agenda? Yes, I actually did. I don't have the agenda well, right in front of me, but there is one that's really interesting to me. Well, the way I selected was through process of elimination. So oh, yeah? Which okay. ones could I um, get information about through my institution or other people that I'm connected with, and which ones could I only get here? Right. So the, there's two that really stuck out. Um, one is actually about when you are a trio professional, what's next? Oh, I yeah. feel like this type of work the people in this work have amazing work ethics, amazing skills and strengths, mm -hmm. and they're contributing so much to their students and their institution. I feel like it should open a lot of doors, and yes. I'm curious to know what those are and how to translate this experience to other opportunities. Um, I'm, so that one really stuck out to me. Right on, yeah. Um, and then there was another one that had the word so I'm a little confused about one of them. It was yeah. about uh, visual something that meets required. Awesome. I just so happen to have the agenda right that here. That is great. Okay. Um, so the high impact, low effort visual resources that meet TRIO required services. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I think to me that sounds innovative. It I sounds wonder, interesting. Yeah. I wonder what's in there. I'll probably go to that one too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other uh, kind of thoughts as this conference? We're in day two, obviously. Um, what about thoughts? Were you here for yesterday's? The, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was for here day for one? yesterday. For day yeah. one, for the pre-conference. I didn't realize it was a pre-conference. Um, I didn't realize that either. It yeah. was uh, just kind of thought, oh, this is the conference. But this, it was a pre-conference. What, what were your thoughts about that? I thought it was really well done. I yeah. mean, I, didn't, had, I had no clue it was a pre-conference, which to me says that it was done really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Integrated, very, very well. Right. Are you about ready? Yes. You don't make your way to um, the tables. I great. thought it was very helpful to yeah. reset the big picture mm -hmm. of what Trio is, um, what our resources are, because I think that that blends really well into today, which oh, is more networking. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, then thank you so much for stopping by. I appreciate you being in the podcast. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Hi everyone, so I have the team of the Educational Opportunity Centers here from Colorado State University uh, talking about the Aspire Conference, talking about the things that they've been learning. Uh, Y'all, very quick introductions, uh, say, say your name and your position with the EOC. Okay, my name's Juan Valdez, 
and I'm the um, assistant coordinator, assistant director uh, for the EOC, and uh, my primary primary office is in, uh, well, my office is in Well County in Greeley. Wow, all right. Uh, and my name is Alan Rutiaga. I am the program aide there at the Education Officer Center in Well County. Awesome. Hello, hello. This is Tina Placentia, and I am the Educational and Career Planning Specialist for the Educational Opportunity Center in Greeley. Hi, everyone. My name is Connie. I'm Iluhan. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm the Director of the Educational Opportunity Center at Colorado State University. We have sites in Well County, um, which definitely um, Juan, Allen, and Tina are representing today. We also have a site here in Larmer County, which is housed on the CSU campus on the southern edge in the Trio House. And then we have an office in Adams County in North Platte, serving the residents of um, Adams County. All right, so your outreach really is pretty much, it's, it's pretty wide. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, that's we, we joke that we serve um, the size of Rhode Island. Wow. Yeah, so we could, we're almost safe within ourselves. <laughs> um, amazing. So what do you all think of this conference so far? We've, we're at day two. We did the pre-conference yesterday. Day two is today of the actual conference. Uh, some takeaways. Um, I, I really enjoyed it, learning lots of new information. And I was really happy that they brought um, some COE... Connie knows her name. Yeah, Brenda Danison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I was, was going to say Brenda, um, but um, yeah, because she she really provides some insight, gave me some ideas, thinking of different things that we could do that we haven't done that she that she used to do back in the day, and uh, just the just learned a lot of new information, met new people. This is our first time out, like to a conference where. Yeah since COVID, uh, before COVID. So this must be feeling different for everybody. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And what I liked, um, I, I am liking what they're presenting at the conference, but I really liked what Dr. Carmen Rivera said about, re, you know, interacting with your students, like being a part of them, letting them understand that they are first generation. Yeah. Because a lot of students don't don't realize that when they go to college, they don't they don't label themselves as first generation, and we have to be more mindful of that and leading by example. Absolutely. And so, if they see that we're striving to do better, then that gives them encouragement to strive as well. And that was a good way to look at that on a different aspect because we're so, you know, wanting to be like, hey, let's let's get you in school, but we don't sit back and reflect on what we're doing. So. I really like that today. And we need that sometimes. Yes, we need we, that reminder. Every once in a while to be, to come to things like this, be, events like this, because like Tina said, sometimes we're just stuck in our own little silo mm -hmm. and we're not even on the campus. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, yeah, like just getting ideas from other people and just reflecting on what we do, you know, sit, taking a back seat and th remembering what what the, what services you provide in the uh, the effects of what we do on our students? Absolutely. Um, same thing to piggyback off of what Tina was saying about uh, what Carmen was saying is how she would always say so to this day that she labels herself or she uh, tells people that she is first generation mm -hmm. a student and I <clears throat> I feel like that's very powerful because at that moment um, even if there's a strangers around if they identify as a first generation student they have an immediate um, connection to where they could trust that individual instead of rather than saying you being uh, you have not you being a first generation but then not identifying as that mm -hmm. 
um, maybe maybe if you weren't to say that you were first generation, the, the students wouldn't trust you as much mm. as if you were t to tell them that you uh, you know where they come from yeah. and you've been through their path. Absolutely. Very good observations. Yeah, you're so right, Alan. You know, what's exciting about the first generation initiative is it started with TRIO. So it's really fun to see in the 80s how <clears throat> one of several at Aspire and with COE decided to coin the phrase first generation and then create the first yeah. generation award and how that's taken off nationally and it's a national word. Carmen talked about it being really sexy. It's the thing to mm -hmm. do mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. And so that's wonderful. And I think you're right. As staff, we need to tell students that we're first gen as well. We've yeah. been there, done that. Mm -hmm. So they, they trust us. They know that we know for the most part what they're going through. So I think that's really crucial, the first generation piece and to see where it's taken off. And I love what you mentioned, Juan, about um, what COE is doing, you know, having Brenda here and really talking about the initiatives of looking at can we provide resources to students regardless of citizenship. I mean, we have laws in our country that we will educate students all the way to 12th grade. No <laughs> questions asked. Why does that stop after 12th grade? Why does it not continue mm -hmm. on for with higher ed and within trio programs as well? Because we all benefit as a nation. You know, Colorado has a law that supports students who don't have documentation because we know that it's best for our economy, it's best for our social capital, just everything. It really, really makes a difference. And so it's exciting to see what COE is doing. They've always done a great job of helping us educate and advocate for additional funding because we need to do more because we don't serve as many students as we could. Mm -hmm. It really would be fabulous to do more, um, but we can't do more with less. We've done that for too long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we need more to continue to do more. I think that's crucial. I think the other thing about conferences like this is just, um, one, what you kind of alluded to about reigniting our passion for what we do. Mm -hmm. We do get so busy every day with our job that we have to remember the importance of stepping out, getting mm -hmm. professional development, reconnecting with people from across the state, and just really, um, supporting each other, sharing ideas. You know, like Brenda reminded us some things that have been were done a long time ago that would work now, and some things that we've never tried before, so that's exciting as well. So conferences like this, I think, are really crucial to for trio professionals. Money well spent. Absolutely. Uh, what is uh, something that you're hoping to learn while you're here? Uh, I know that there's some upcoming workshops that for day two. What is something that uh, you're looking forward to? Well, I mean, I don't know if we'll if I'll learn more, but in my case, I'm always trying to keep in the conversation the adult student because that's who we work with, uh -huh. and I think oftentimes schools forget about the adult students and their their process and the different uh, barriers they face, and so so I try to just get little pieces from people who if there is other people who work with adult students of things different things we could be doing differently or improving upon mm -hmm. or even giving them some of our ideas that they may not have thought about so that way our adult students are not forgotten in the conversation and that we're always representing them and i think to kind of piggyback what connie was saying about conferences it's always good to have that connection because since we are across the country our program and we have adult students that want to venture out of Colorado, we like to have those connections so we can continue um, with the, the pipeline, they say. Mm -hmm. And um, and we, like we were talking about earlier, like we kind of forget who we are. Why? Well, we know why we're doing this, but we kind of lose sight of who we are and what, what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's going to be good to 
be reminded of that like this afternoon session when like putting yourself first i think that's because we always put the student first mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. it's going to be good to like step back and be like wait a minute well i'm a person too like what can i do to be a stronger person and be able to give that to the students that i'm helping yeah. tina that's a very important point about really self-care mm -hmm. and making sure that you're you're presenting yourself 100% at work, right? Mm -hmm. So that's important. Because we're always just like, okay, what can we do for you? Like, what can right. we, right, right. let's get you from point A to point B, but then mm -hmm. we're like, well, wait a minute. Well, what am I doing? <laughs> right? Yeah, because we, you know, work evenings, weekends. When right. a student needs us, we're there. So mm -hmm. that putting your oxygen mask on first mm -hmm. analogy is so true. We don't take care of ourselves, then we can't take care of anybody else. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important with the work that we do as trio personnel. Is, is finding that harmony. There's never a balance. Right. You know, I heard that yesterday about there's not a balance, and I know that. But the word harmony just they use was just so much more fitting. Absolutely. To things. So. Absolutely. Yeah, and then uh, what my takeaways from this conference will be most likely the connections that we've uh, made, because uh, I know over COVID, it was a lot of virtual, a lot of Zoom. And uh, it's there's connection there, but it's not physical in-person connection. So and then now when we're coming back to conferences and doing stuff like this, I feel like when um, you get more along with the person when you physically are there, and uh, you guys can uh, have a memory of saying uh, you guys went to that conference and got professionally developed together yeah. and stuff. Because um, I've gone to a couple conferences, and then I know that now from being here for a while, I see familiar faces. And now it's starting to seem like um, these faces, now I know that there is connections that we have a larger connection scale than what I thought. All right, that's Yeah, because awesome. I thought we were just here in Fort Collins and stuff, and yeah. now I realize that we're, we're, uh, we're regional and statewide. Oh, Tina says nationwide too. That's amazing. Uh, so earlier there was a discussion by the presenter about COE and COE policy. Do you all have any experience attending that seminar? Um, we do. So I went a couple times, and um, I was really glad to hear that, that uh, Representative, he's no longer our representative, but Ken Buck used to represent our district. Now we have a new representative, which just gives us the, the we need to reach out to her now. But he, he when we went, um, both times that we met with him, we had to go out of the way to find him because he didn't, they didn't, they weren't able to set up a time. Uh -huh. And one time we saw him trying to go to an elevator and I went up to him and I said, oh, we saw you, sir. You know, just go with us. <laughs> Brought our student, presented to him before he had to take off. And then another time we saw him walking by and, you know, so it helps to know what they look like. Cause then, <laughs> <That does. Yeah. laughs> and then so he started talking to us while we were, we walked with him. And so it was good to learn that he signed on to the to the letter. What what's the letter called? I've yeah, the the letter that um, our COA has representatives and senators sign on to to support trio funding. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and just enhancements. We ask every year mm -hmm. that they make sure we they we they know about trio and what we do, and then that they support increases mm -hmm. for trio every year. So he's never signed on to that, and I think he's been a representative at least like at least ten years. So. Wow. Just, I think, the constant, you know, um, yeah. learning more about it, hearing about it every year um, that we're able to talk to him, and he finally signed on to it this year, so that was really... That's amazing. Glad to hear that. Yeah. And I, th I think it's always good for everybody to at least go to policy at least one time just to get that experience, mm -hmm. because you are the voice. You are the voice of the students that you help, whether it's high school or middle school or adults. And so they have to... Um, 
be represented. And the only way to do that is by going to Washington, D.C. and talking to the legislators and putting a face with the name and, and having them know who you are. And, um, and it's really great to sit down and even if you don't get to talk to the reps, um, at least you're talking to their assistants and, you know, and your voice is being heard. You only have a two, three minutes to give your speech, but it's powerful in what you say and, and you leave their office with, you know that you left a mark with them. Right on. Right and so, on. I mean, and, you know, if, if you didn't love what you do, you wouldn't be in TRIO. And right. we have seen time and time again that TRIO works. And so it's very important that at least everybody goes at least once to experience that. I just need to add, TRIO works very well. Right. right. Very, very nice. Right. Very right. Well. right. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and he's an additional tagline. Right. That's excellent. And, and see, we took Alan. I mean, of all of us here, Alan's been the only one who's went as a student. Like, you uh, will yeah. take mm -hmm. students, and mm -hmm. we took Alan as a student. So, Alan, you went as yeah. a student. That must have been a great experience it, for you. It was. It was when I was first starting college, and then uh, I had gotten the position there at the Educational Opportunity Center, and so they had sent me out to to advocate, uh, to give kind of a testimony of a story, because um, I was, before college, I was studying a trade, and from uh, the trade, I was going down a different path. So I never decided uh, college would have been a thing for me, because I was thinking of more work and f supporting the family. So then uh, events happened, and so I went in and gotten into college. And when they decided to send me out to Washington to advocate, at first I didn't know what advocating was, or I didn't know the concept of, uh, you know, advocating on the Hill and how important it was right. to be on the Hill and out there in Washington. But um, we were going out to go see uh, a lot of uh, senators, right? Senators and representatives. So yeah. then to tell uh, them about, to showing them an actual person that has been through TRIO and is in TRIO and is a part of the, uh, part of the, you know, part of the organization that they, that to see, to have him see that it actually does affect people's lives. So Amazing. it was a, it was a great experience Very that cool. I had, yeah. Yeah, um, I've, I've gone several times to policy and it is absolutely the most powerful conference and most educational. It's it's definitely the conference, like Tina said, somebody, everyone in TRIO should at least go once mm -hmm. because it really reshapes, you know, what you believe in and reaffirms what you believe in and really, really helps you realize the power we have to uh, continue what TRIO is all about. Absolutely. Well, because, you know, we know COE fights for us on the Hill, but seeing it in person, like, like it's almost seen as believing Yeah. Um, when you go to policy, because like you're really seeing that they mm -hmm. are actually working for TRIO. And you'll see like Maureen Hoyler mm -hmm. and Art Mitchum, mm -hmm. and you're just like, whoa, like, you know, you see them. And then you might run into some famous people. I ran into John Lewis and uh, the oh, nice, really? Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> he seems like such a big man. He was a short guy, you know? <laughs> but uh, it was just amazing. I was like, mm -hmm. I, I, I couldn't even talk when I saw him. You know? yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they're real people and they're really out there fighting the good fight. Yes. Yeah. When he would say, uh, he, he told us at the end, um, do, what was the saying he, he uses all the time? Do um, good... I oh, I, I the quote that John, John Lewis <laughs> yeah. uh, that you're you're going for is the, um, oh gosh, and I can look it up real quick right here yeah. too. Uh, John Lewis. Is that shining your light, or can you remember it as well? Do good. Uh, get yeah, in good, good trouble. Get in good trouble. That was what <laughs> I like he that. said. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, very light, very quick lightning round because I know you all have a, need to get back to the conference. Um, what is some advice you would share with a trio professional if they're entering trio? They're entering trio. Yes. I mean, um, I mean, I think it's very important that we, that you learn that you that you have that trio heart for the position, mm -hmm. as they say, because I mean, you might start and maybe they don't they don't have that, you know. And I would encourage them, you know, then you, you can always look for someone else. At least you tried it out. But it's it's really important that they have that because you're, you, I mean, it's it's hard to explain, but you're, you're, you're going to be fighting for the students. And you're going it, to, it, to me, like I get up every day, go to work. It doesn't feel like work to me. I, I'm going to work, mm -hmm. I know, mm -hmm. but I, I, you know, I thoroughly enjoy it. I love everything that we do and the students, how we can affect them. But that you're you're, you're going to be fighting for the students. So mm -hmm. it's like you, you really have to have some, some. It has to be it becomes part of you really. And so it's it's important that that, that we that you have that part. Okay. That you that's what we call it. we call it the trio heart. Mm -hmm. It's hard to explain, but you know when you got it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So you, you have to just have some. You have to ha you have to connect with the student. Connect with because. The student. It's not a one-size-fits-all, mm -hmm. and we mm -hmm. have to be mindful of that, that every student has different needs, and we have to be able to connect with them, and having they have to have trust in us mm -hmm. to know that we're going to get them from point A to point B, because they're first generation. They have no idea what they're doing, and so we we have to be able to establish those relationships with them and, and, and feel their pain and their frustration, because we've been there, and we have to remember that, that we were also students. And so we have to remember that, okay, it's, it's okay. It's okay to, to fall. We're going to get you back up. We're going to get you going again. Absolutely. Yeah, def definitely connection. Connection with the uh, students and definitely connection with your colleagues. Because mm -hmm. uh, with the colleagues, if you don't know an, a question to anything or an answer to a question, then you could always <clears throat> know who to go to and ask. <clears throat> yeah, I, everything you, all, you three said, I, I have to say ditto. Because this is, it's not only hard work, it's also heart yes. work. We talk about that all the time. Mm -hmm. This is work you do from your heart, and you can't do it alone. So the great thing about the trio profession is that everybody is just so wonderful and supportive. It's like a family. We really are there for each other. So really making sure you take advantage of that family, do trainings, lean on each other, just like you three said. I have to agree. This is a great job. And I, I'm with you, Juan. I get up every day and think, wow, this is amazing. I get paid to do this. This is fabulous. Wonderful. It's like a dream. <laughs> well, Connie, Tina, Alan, Juan, thank you all so much from the Educational Opportunity Centers at Colorado State University. Thank you guys so much for stopping by the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having thank us. You. Thank for you. Having us. Go you'll see. <laughs>
inclusion of undocumented students with TRIO grants, it just like, it felt very energizing and invigorating. Um, and um, additionally, I went to the session with uh, Dr. Carmen Urivera uh -huh. um, regarding um, ways to continue growing professionally. And there was there were so many um, like incredible trio professionals who are doing so many exciting things. And that yeah. was one of like one of them is doing like a a power building coaching certificate, and then everyone in the room was like, "Dang, I want to do that!" <laughs> but so like that was really inspirational as well, and also like all of the really incredible professionals like wow final question for you so what is some advice that you would offer to a trio professional that may be first year in or thinking about starting a career in trio yes so this is actually my third month with the trio program oh, wow. so yeah welcome aboard thank you so i i would say that um as my boss told me take your time don't try and learn everything at once okay give yourself a little bit of like space for learning and then when you come to these conferences give yourself some freedom take your notes in a session where you feel a little overwhelmed sit back maybe ask for some help from people in the room being like what did you get out of that like this is this is where I'm at um, I think that that is um, super super helpful to like give yourself some grace you're learning so much right. yeah um, but also um, welcome to the trio family it's so exciting and I feel like that's also for me too like yes trio trio works fantastic yeah well, that fantastic interview that was great wonderful I am here with Jason, who is with the CSU Pueblo, oh no, uh, Pueblo Community College. Yes, Pueblo Community College. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you also have a podcast, which is also interesting. You have, you have uh, students also studying podcasts or doing podcasts? Yeah, yeah. We built a podcast room for our students. Um, at any given time, we had at least two student-run podcasts up until recently, but there's one that's kind of getting ready to get off the ground. Right on. That's um, awesome. But yeah, no, our director runs one. It's a Director's Cut. You can find them on Spotify. Um, all of our student stuff, we used Anchor as our hosting. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it just spits it out to Spotify, and I'm not sure where else. Uh, the only place I know we're not is Apple. Oh, Apple Podcasts, yeah. Yeah, like it's yeah. not on iTunes or anything because, you know, the whole signing in with your Apple ID. But no, it's, it's all out there on Spotify, so we've got... Uh, Trash Talk was one of ours. Oh. So we also, one of the things we don't do is like dictate what their podcast is. We kind of okay. give them that creative freedom. That's so awesome. Yeah. Trash Talk was one. Uh, when they started it, they were freshmen, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, it was their cousins. So like they already had the rapport. Yeah. Uh, and all they did was trash talk. You know, they pick a category and trash. Uh, food was one. They started dogging on pizza. And I was like, time out. Like, pizza? Come on. <laughs> Spinach, maybe, but right. pizza? Um, so we had Trash Talk. We had Tea for Two, which was two friends, yeah. where they just picked like a, a topic of the day and just kind of talked about that. Um, what else did we have? Oh, we had Killing It. 
So it was three students that were interested in serial killers. Oh, wow. So kind of the serial killer podcast that we see yeah, out there. Yeah. Yeah. So they would talk about a particular serial killer and all that. Yeah. Um, man, there's one. I, I can never remember the name of it. But it was it's similar to the T for Two where they just had a... I can't remember the name of it. Man. But they would just... <laughs> It was like a random topic, and they would just go. Right. Um, and I know I'm forgetting one, if not two others, but right it, it's been a minute. I've been working on my master's, so I haven't been as focused on that, which right, is right, like right. my bad. But they also they know where the equipment is and yeah. they know how to use it. Yeah. So like, I wasn't very hands-on towards. In the beginning, it was like, you know, I teach them how to do everything and all that. But now they can run. Awesome. And they've chose not to run. So, <laughs> Jason, and what uh, what trio program are you with? I'm with the traditional Upward Bound at Public Community College. That is amazing. Awesome. Yep. Uh, what have you enjoyed learning here about uh, at the Aspire Conference? Hi, at the Aspire everyone. Conference, we'll it's just been nice to be around minutes, other professionals. Um, I got to present. Colorado, so so I've only been in trio for three years. So I got to present, which was kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And, of course, like sharing, you know, getting to do this and sharing with you is awesome. I'm hoping you can make it to PCC oh, sometime and yeah. check out our, our little facility, you know. That would be amazing. Uh, what has been a session that really stood out to you? That really stood out to me? I liked the one with Aaron yesterday okay. uh, talking about uh, taking a break, like keeping your cup full. Yeah. Because we tend to always empty our cup with our students and how to keep your cup full. Um, I also went to the presentation on this. I don't remember what her program is. It's with Student Lingo. Oh, yeah, Student Lingo. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're able to get some resources for our tutors that I think they need or we think they need. Yeah. So being able to go back and provide that to them, which will just do nothing but enhance our kids' experience in, with our tutors is, is been awesome. Wonderful. Uh, final question for you. If yep. there's a, a professional that's thinking about entering the world of trio or a first-year trio professional, uh, what's some what's some advice you would share with them? Uh, go hard. Oh, I like, like that. Soak it in, like it as in. much as you can. Do do as much as you can, because th I think there's a tendency in trio where you're gonna burn out a little bit. Mm -hmm. So before you hit that burnout, go hard. Go hard. <laughs> All right. I haven't hit it yet, <laughs> so I'm still going hard. Three years. Um, uh, I don't know. I just always like to go a little bit extra than what we're than what we do. Whether it's an extra workshop or an extra event, just one more opportunity could be that one that breaks through to that one kid. Absolutely. And then it's all worth it, right? Wonderful. Well, Jason, thank you so much for stopping by. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. That was great. Great interview. Cool.
You done? You're in the hot seat. Yeah, I'm done. Stopping into the podcast right now. Uh, if you could please introduce yourself. Okay, so. I am Jesus Rios. Jesus, um, welcome yeah. to the podcast, man. man. Thank you, thank you. So talk a little bit about uh, the TRIO program you serve and uh, the WICO conference, what you think so far? So it's great to be here. I serve Veterans Upper Bound. I'm part of... Uh, veterans Upper Bound? Yes. That's veterans awesons, 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 awesomes, awesomes. Finally, I have my first Veterans Upper Bound person yes. here. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. great. That's great. Um, we serve El Paso County and Pueblo County. Amazing. So, so great. we're down in the south end, Okay. Um, which is, you know... Great. It's great to serve veterans. I'm a veteran myself, so... Um, thank you for your service. Oh, thank you, thank you. I did four years um, in the Navy, uh-huh. so we, uh, well, I was assigned to the USS Saipan, um, which is a amphibious assault ship. It's now in mm-hmm. and somewhere, I think maybe in the middle of the sea, or maybe cut up in pieces, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, we're still going. It's recording. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're still going. Oh, okay. We're still going. All right. um, so give us your impression about the WICO conference, uh, what you've enjoyed so far, something a session that stood out to you. Well, it's great to connect with other people. It's great to network. Good morning, everyone. It's a know what other programs are doing. And as far as uh, other upper bounds and, and just seeing people and seeing how they do the recruiting and how getting little tips and all that. So I'll pause and we can pick up. All right, so just, All right. Uh, we can pick up right where we left off. Okay, cool. The mic is hot, so All right. uh, where did we where did we leave off? I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> so we were just in a, the state meeting. Yeah, um, the state meeting. So that's where we're, you know, and we decided to come into this quiet room. <laughs> and get, so finish up this interview. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've started as a veteran supper bound uh, as a student over at Pueblo Community College. Wow. Yeah, so I signed up, and before I entered, um, I don't even recall the year, what, what year it was. Uh-huh. It was like 2012, 2011, um, I believe, on top of my head. And so I started at PCC, um, and I worked my way to TRIO SSS. Wow. Um, I was doing stuff on my own, thinking, hey, I could do this on my own. Um, and... Get, not, not getting properly advised or, or being my own advisor, you right, know? right? And so I was like, well, there has to be a better way of doing this. So that's when I in, ran into Andrea Martinez, which she's the director of uh, Trio uh, SSS mm-hmm. over at Public Community College, and she's like, hey, why don't you just sign up uh, for our program? Yeah, and we could advise you. We could, you know, do everything that you need help with, and just come to her two workshops uh, every semester and I was like great that's fine um so I got great advice from the trio SSS and from there I graduated my general uh, studies mm-hmm. associates and uh, transferred over to CSE Pueblo mm-hmm. and by then I already knew what I wanted to do I wanted to be a social worker uh-huh. and had to start with the lower classes and I got transferred there was a nice warm handoff from trio Pueblo Community College over to CSU Pueblo, which yeah. made it great because it was a nice warm handoff and I wasn't lost or at least felt like as lost. Right. You know, being from one campus to a different campus is, is a, can be a, a hard transition. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the easy transition. And then uh, our director, uh, at the time I was working 40 hours going to school full-time, and um, 
So I was like, okay, well, something has to give. And for, from the time I started school, my director, Jacobo Valerio, was trying to get me to work for him as a VA work studies. Uh, and I was like, no, I got my job, I got my kids, I have to you know, provide for. And until so one day I was like, you know what, I gotta focus on my schooling because my, my grades weren't that, you know, the top. And I was like, no. So I, I'd rather make it a full-time, mm-hmm. full-time job VA's paying for it, uh, pay, providing the tuition, they're paying for everything that I have to go through. Uh, my books were being paid for, my yeah. tuition was being paid for. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, okay, this is my opportunity. Right. I wanna finish strong. So I finished, uh, you know, I, I did the best that I could. And once I finished stuff, um, I finished up back in the fall of 2021. COVID didn't really kind of help no, and they didn't, right? It kind of shut everybody down. It shut everybody down. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Um, and I'm, I know myself. Um, and I'm not the online learner, but if I have to, I'll do it. But I prefer to be in class, be Absolutely. interacting with other students and other vets. Um, so I graduated in 2021. And I went from working as a work studies and then transition as a site coordinator, and I've been a site coordinator since uh, a non, yeah, site coordinator. And then there was a summer where I was a non-student worker because, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, there was COVID and in between. So yeah. I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, I gotta, you know, <laughs> gotta make a living some way. So right? I have, absolutely. But it's amazing to help out other students, other vets, mm-hmm. and you know, you sometimes um, at times you run into students that like you could tell they're lost. <laughs> no, yeah. And you're like, hey, how can I help you? You know, you're like, how can I help you? Right, right. And they have that stare like, wow, okay. And, yeah. well, let me take you over there. Yeah. Instead of giving them, hey, here's the map, circle. No, like, walk them over there. Walk them to the class. It's, it's Certainly. It, and it's one of those things that I, yeah, I could read a map. I could do this and that. And be like, two lefts at this you see that tree and it's like no nah, let's let's take them over there and do a warm handoff and be mm-hmm. like hey this is your class or this is a person you need to talk to yeah here you go that makes a whole difference right like having to guide students to the source and say this is who, the, who you need to connect with because that makes them a little bit more comfortable to and more likely to outreach to that resource it is and then building those relationships with that resource it's it's yeah. like hey i brought you someone that needs a help can you help them out yeah and it's like you're connecting and you're yeah. just connecting them and then like it's a great feeling too it's like okay. absolutely instead of like hey did you get like you know kind of when i was at times at pcc hey i don't know where this classroom's at or who do i talk to or like <laughs> right truthfully my first time going to school was back in 2004. wow and when i got out of the military i was like okay i'm ready to go this is the reason why Mm-hmm. I joined the military to utilize my GI Bill yeah. and to go to school. And I got out of the military in 2004, and I had to fly back to get my DD-214 because the whole process, hey, you need a DD-214, you need this paperwork. Well, I had to fly back to Norfolk, Virginia, and bring it back to California. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so I was a student for... Fullerton College for about three, four months, but I just didn't feel, 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 you know, wasn't the right time for me. Right. And so I was like, okay, what am I gonna do? And so 
between that time, I got a call and I worked overseas. I lived overseas for about three and a half years uh, working for a military contractor. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll do this for a little bit. And then yeah. my family got married and, you know, created a family. Um, my kids, I love my kids. So it's, it's, it's great. It's yeah. great. And, uh, being first generation is uh, I'm the first to graduate uh, from my family with a bachelor's. Now I'm working on my master's too as well in social work. So, um, and trying to encourage my sisters to go back to school. And I know one of them is gone and she's working on her nurse, uh, the nursing program right now out in California. So that's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And just say, come on, I know you, I know you could do it. Like you just, (laughs) I know you could do it. You know, it's like, um, to one of my sisters uh, works as a educator, a mm-hmm. teacher's aide. So she she works at the educational side. So okay, uh, yeah. So she's she. If I have questions on how to talk to high school students and elementary students, because I'm not an expert on like, and she has years and years. Like, hey, how do you you know? Yeah. Uh, I look. I ask her for guidance on that. That's awesome. Because she's the one to go to. Awesome. Yeah. So. So you've learned a lot at this, uh, also at the uh, at this Aspire conference. Uh, you've uh, shared your a bit of your trio story. Mm-hmm. What is some advice that you would share with a uh, a person that's looking to break into trio or looking into uh, becoming a trio professional? Being part of uh, just asking questions and and having the heart. It's all about the heart. Yeah, talk to I, us about that. The heart. You have to have the heart to want to help other people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, pays not. You know, there's only a certain amount of pay. <laughs> so, it you gotta have the heart. Sure. The heart. Sure. Um, and wanna wanna help these students. Mm. You know, me personally, I was in their position at one time. So, what, this is a way of me giving back to. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna help out. I'm gonna give back. Yeah. You know, so that's a, you know how I look at it. Absolutely. Um, and that's another way of looking at it too, is helping. You were once a college student. You know, did we struggle? Did we, yeah. you know? Yeah. Do we know where the financial? This is a big campus here at CSU. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Compared to CSU Pueblo, I would be lost here. I'd be like, yeah. Um, so it's it's great to just go to the office, the trio office, and be, mm-hmm. and, and they could help you out. Right. Um, and I hear amazing stories from your guys' team too here on CSU. Oh, thank you. Yeah. CSU Pueblo or CSU uh, for Collins. So it's amazing that that we could all partner up and be like, hey, what are you guys doing over here that we could, you know? Absolutely. So that's it's great to hear. Um, and this is a big, amazing campus. It really is. It's yeah. huge. <laughs> it's huge. I'm like, okay. I'm like way, way bigger than CSU Pueblo, but hey, it's a beautiful campus. Um, I know I've talked to formal formal students here, and they're part of the trio program, and they're like, "Well, that wasn't here when I came to school here, and this wasn't here. This is new. This is new." So it's it's amazing that they're starting to, you know, all, everything's coming new. Um, I see the softball field from here, from the, and we're inside the football stadium. Yeah, we're we're here located the, at the Canvas Stadium for the, where CSU plays football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're right now we have a great view right of the mountain range a little bit yeah, a little bit and then you got the football players you know practicing down at the practice yeah. fields so yeah, yeah. you know how you know it's it's amazing it's amazing to 
football field looks amazing from up here. Too. Oh, it does, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I was thinking of buying a ticket, then I saw the ticket prices. I was like, okay, maybe a couple of savings we'll have to do before I do it. Maybe you could team up with a group. Oh, and that's maybe, true. You know, hey, you go this game, I go this game. That's you so know, true. Split up the cost, you know, <laughs> savings. It's all about savings. You Absolutely. Know? So, Absolutely. Hey, get a group of people and be like, hey, hey we'll, we'll get four. You go this game, I go this game, we split up the cost. You know, it's exactly. like equals out to going to one game, but at least, you know, season ticket holder. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. All right, Jesus, fi final question for you. Okay. Um, how does it feel to be a trio student alum now going back and giving back to the uh, students that you serve feels great it feels great um, I see myself being a mentor um, and guiding our students our veterans our students mm -hmm. um, over at public community college we have a lounge which we have I integrated the students and the military our veterans and military oh, that's fantastic I know um, that uh, a lot of uh, former veterans that uh, have come through a college system often feel displaced or don't, they don't feel connected with the campus. What are y'all doing uh, that helps them feel more, a little bit more connected? Well, well, what I'm doing with the lounge is making sure they connect. Yeah. Um, our vets, some of our vets um, may have issues with computers or they're not good at computers. Okay. And some of our younger students will teach them how to log in, how to, you know. Oh, that's amazing. And, and then yeah. We do that too as well. but. It's the communication part. Yeah, it really is. Our veterans have a lot to tell and learn from their experience. Mm -hmm. And our younger students still, you know, they, there's still growth there to, you know, grow and their life experience. And they learn from each other. Yeah. And so that's a, a perfect way for us to, um, I combine the lounge together. So that's it's amazing. It's great to see them chit-chatting and, and yeah. in the lounge. And it's like, okay. All right, well, guys, I'll be in my office if you guys need anything. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll, I'll be in my office. Yeah. And I'll and just stay, you know, <laughs> I got to catch up on some work or I'll do, be doing an interview with one of our vets. Yeah. So, and then we do tours there for our vets too and, and show them around campus and what classroom or whatever program they're interested in in yeah. our campus, we'll go. I built this relationship with the, you know, with the campus and taking directly to the director or, or one of the, the professors or whoever's getting now our medical field is off campus it's mm. over at mm -hmm. st mary corman so we do wow. have to do a drive if they're interesting but that's okay at least the, they have where it's at you know same with csu pueblo i'm, I'm alumni there as a student mm -hmm. as a trio mm -hmm. um so we do that over there too as well wow so amazing yeah. All right, so what, where can people find your information if they want to apply to be a part of your program? So you could find our information on BAUBcolorado.com. We just changed our, our, um, our uh, program, our website, so we just did the .com. Okay. Yeah, so. Awesome. Well, Jesus, it was great having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for All stopping right. by. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Good episode, man. Yeah, thanks. Was really good. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I hope I gave you the right one. Oh, yeah, you know.
Hello everyone, so we are here with Ames Community College at the TRIO Student Support Services Program. I'm going to go ahead and allow you all to uh, introduce yourselves and uh, then we'll get started. Um, I'm Bernadette Cordova and I'm the director of TRIO, both um, Classic SSS and STEM SSS. And I'm Trish Ravino and I'm the TRIO SSS Classic Academic Advisor at Ames. And my name is Alicia Nava Ortiz, and I'm an academic, academic advisor with TRIO, and I work both with the SSS and STEM program. Hello, my name is Arisby Soto Ramirez, and I am the STEM academic advisor for our TRIO SSS program. Awesome. Well, thank you all, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, so you've, this is day three of the conference. It's already wrapping up. What was your takeaway? What are some things that you've learned? <laughs> I think for me, like, I don't know, it's helped me come out of my shell a lot. Oh, yeah? Um, also networking and just seeing how other programs work mm -hmm. so I'm very grateful that obviously I attended the conference and then we were able to present as a team That's awesome. know, to see like you know just to give like other resources to other programs yeah I would say I um, my biggest takeaway was um, that I need to get involved in advocacy for the trio programs um, in some way and um, so I loved learning more about um, you know, what previous TRIO professionals have done or Aspire members have done to advocate for these programs. That's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, my biggest takeaway that I love at conferences anyway is the networking opportunities. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we've been in this pandemic for a long time. We're finally in person um, for the bigger conferences. And to be able to see people face to face and sit with them and talk with them and get that networking going again is amazing. So that's my favorite part of this. Wonderful, being back in person. Being back mm -hmm. in person. Um, I kind of copy a little bit of everything. I really like the sessions, like yesterday, um, talking about positive work cultures that we definitely have at Ames, and um, also realizing that we are really lucky about our institution itself. Um, but it's nice to share those things or kind of tips and tricks of TRIO within other TRIO programs. Um, and definitely the networking, just kind of building that family, like we already have that foundation in our own school. Mm -hmm. So kind of building that across other campuses and just kind of, uh, just a greater force, I think. So yeah, awesome. Awesome. Uh, what are some advice that you would give to a first time professionals, someone that might be thinking about entering the world of TRIO? I would say like, make sure that you are not afraid to start asking other TRIO programs for help. Okay. Uh, you know, ask around. Um, there's so much knowledge to be shared. That's kind of, I think, one of the beautiful things about the TRIO programs is that everybody shares and connects and will show you how to do things. And so I would say just get to know your other programs that are around. Is it very easy to feel like isolated or siloed uh, when you start a program? I, I would think so, yes. Um, especially if if you're not, you're the only one doing that sort of program, mm -hmm. right? The rest of the institution is kind of taking your lead. Like they'll they'll follow your lead to a, right. and and answer questions if you have it, but they're not going to know what to ask, right? So trio program. As much as I try not to keep it siloed, um, sometimes we are isolated because we are so unique, because we have to work with the grant. So we have to rely on outside the institution with other TRIO programs, right? And so I think that, I don't know if I actually like 
um, answer or I, I'm following what you were saying. Yeah, Trish, no, but, I agree with what um, you said. But Trish is right. Like, rely on other programs outside of your own institution because they know what they're talking about. Trio's been around for a really long time, mm-hmm. so really start talking to other people and getting new ideas and. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. the knowledge that's out there and the expertise that's out there. Yeah. yeah. I think the other part for me, maybe because I am one of the newer um, true advisors, I mean, now hitting a year, I think just um, knowing, obviously, and I've heard this a lot in the conference this week of we're here for our students, we build those relationships. There are going to be some students that you know don't come around, but then the ones that are in your space and in your office and come to the programming, like right you just you give it your all every day for every student and you just kind of walk away proud of knowing that hey even if you made a difference in one student's life or even if they have one takeaway that you know you've kind of done your work so can you just continue to do the work every day mm-hmm. yeah anybody else want to jump in on that one? Uh, i yeah. think for me it's just don't be afraid to like get out there mm-hmm. and get to know other people like mm-hmm. obviously within other trio programs but also within your institution mm-hmm. as well because those are the people that are going to be supporting you mm-hmm. and that are your resources as well that's true you but, have to rely on sorry oh no go ahead go ahead you have to rely on the institution for sure because mm-hmm. they're the ones who are true. providing you know your space and providing overhead and you know all that but they also care about students as right. well yeah. so yeah. they want to know how they can help and that's where we all go out and we just do what we have to do to make sure the rest of the institution gets to know our program gets to know our students so that we can do this together awesome uh final question for you all uh what inspired you to work for trio for me that was easy i mean i was already trio alum all right. at Ames. um the good connection i mean I feel like every department that I've worked in at Ames has been great. So it's also just, right, like I just kind of felt like I'm just going into another new family. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, just giving back to the community, giving back to the students, offering students maybe what I was lacking as a student. So that for me has always been like number one, like yes, the students are there, but it's like, what did I maybe miss out on that I could give to students and that way they can be successful as well. So yeah, so that was number one. I think for me, Um, Because I'm also a TRIO alum too, but at UNC, so go Bears. Uh, (laughs) um, But like what they provided for me, um, I have to give a shout out to Seferino um, because he kind of gave me like the insight because I did not know what I wanted to do. And I loved how he would help me with everything I needed. Like if I say I need to see you tomorrow at this time, he was there, you know, answering all my questions. And I literally told him that I want to do what you do. And he told me, um, obviously, what I'm in is an advisor. So I was just like, get connected, you know, find somewhere where you want to do advising. And honestly, he helped me get connected with the dream team, you know, helped me like, you know, put a letter of recommendation for me. And that's where I started my internship. So I give a lot of thanks to him because he kind of like helped me grow that idea of wanting to become an advisor. And I was lucky enough to be an advisor with Trio at Ames. Right on. Amazing. So this is the truth. <laughs> All right. Give us the truth. Give us the truth. I worked at Colorado State University for, it was like 11 years in admissions. Uh-huh. Um, not the entire time. But um, when I 
applied for the position in TRIO at Ames. I had no idea what TRIO was. Okay. So that goes to show how isolated TRIO can be because mm -hmm. I worked at CSU for a long time and I didn't even know what it was. So, I mean, it turns out I was handling McNair applications. So oh, wow. then I, after, when I heard about <laughs> McNair after I got into TRIO, then I was like, oh, gotcha. so now I know what it is. So yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't know what it was, but I think it was an absolute like gift to land in this spot and I love it. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been wanting to work in TRIO for many, many years. Um, I just finally got here and um, I'm a TRIO alum too, UNC, go Bears. Um, and with the CHE program at UNC, I was involved with them and the Women's Resource Center, which is not called that anymore, so, so sorry. Um, but they got me connected to a lot of people who worked in TRIO. So for years after I, um, you know, graduated with my master's, which by the way, I'm a non-traditional student, and I mean very non-traditional. And so it took me a long time, but that was my main goal was to get into TRIO. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's amazing. It's my calling. Yeah. So Ames Trio Student Support Services, thank you all so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate y'all. And definitely, I want to link up with you all in the summer to come over and do a profile for all of you. So that would be great. Yes. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you all. Thank you. thank you. Thank you. And we're all done. Thank you. Are you a participant, alum, or staff of a Trio program? Do you want your program highlighted? You or your program could be featured in an upcoming episode of Let's Talk Trio. Get a hold of us by going to our Facebook page or Instagram and send us a direct message. Search for Let's Talk Trio. We want to get your story to the public. You just heard from the Aspire WICO conference attendees. I want to thank every single one of you for stopping by the podcast and sharing your thoughts, your stories, and just your experience, um, and for encouraging future trio folks and for giving advice to current trio folks. Uh, your your information, your insights are truly wonderfully valid and valued. A huge thank you to our sponsors of the podcast. I'd like to thank Rosario Riley, Angelica Vialpando, Jaded Electronics. Dr. Jamie Motley, Dr. Ryan Barone, and Student Access. This episode was also underwritten by TrioJobList.com. You too can be a sponsor of the Let's Talk Trio podcast. Head on over to Patreon, select one of four membership levels. You can sponsor this podcast for as little as a dollar a month. A dollar a month goes a long way in supporting this podcast. If you own a business and would like to advertise on this podcast, send us a message at letstalktrio at gmail.com. You can find that option for sponsorship on Patreon. It is our fifth level. Uh, that is reserved for businesses only. Uh, for $100 a month, you can place your ad on this podcast. What we will do is we will uh, publish uh, episodes every single month. Uh, for every episode that we publish in that month, your ad will be placed for the month that you sponsor. Some of the frequently asked questions that I get is, how do I get on the Let's Talk Trio podcast? You can nominate a person by heading over to our email. Email us at letstalktrio at gmail.com. That email again is L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-T-R-I-O at gmail.com. 
you can nominate an individual to be on the podcast. Remember, they have to be a TRIO alum, current student, staff, advocate. Reach out to us so we can get you on the schedule. I'd like to take a moment to thank our honorary members of the Let's Talk TRIO podcast, Roderick Chambers, Tony Ho, Scott Kendall, and Susan Cramp. The Let's Talk TRIO podcast team is John Russell, audio engineer, music producer and composer, post-production editor, Amelia Castañeda, script supervisor, marketing manager, social media manager, and producer, Juan Rivas, executive producer and host. This episode was recorded over a period of days, April 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2023. Remember to always exercise your right to vote. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode.